Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We help you get your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. All right, folks. uh, This is the first podcast after Trinity and Scott's honeymoon cruise. So Trinity is back with a big old smile and a long to-do list from all the stuff you missed not doing while you're on your cruise. And I enjoyed every minute of it. I'm so glad. So if you've been on a cruise before and you enjoy cruises, you know how much fun they are. They went to a place we went to in Cozumel called Mr. Sancho's. Yes. It's one day, all-inclusive. And the guy, when we were there, this was probably four years ago, and we had a drink, and every time we turned around, he had another tray full of drinks ready for our whole group. Same. Oh. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. I The guy kept saying, you're not driving, drink more, drink more. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I don't know why I said that in a French accent, because we were in Mexico, but we absolutely enjoyed ourselves at Mr. Sancho's. It and is all-inclusive, eating and drinking. Eating, they got a couple drinking. of pools there. They got yes. the beach there. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, we enjoyed putting our toes in the water. We had a private cabana, uh, which was absolutely amazing. So we were able to lay down, take a little five-minute siesta in between cocktails, and then we just (laughs) sat in the pool bar pretty much all day. And We found ourselves more than in that than in the ocean. The kids were in the ocean. The adults were in the pool. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. So we are getting back in the swing of things of doing the podcast. As always, we appreciate the support. If you will rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you. March 13th, we have our 2020 vision event. Friday morning, Friday 13th, uh, shows you we're not scared of nothing. 10 to noon at the uh, Frontier, Frontier in the Fusion Room. So if you'll go to our Wired to Change website, scroll down to the bottom, sign up. It's only 49 bucks. You get us for two hours, so technically that's four hours of us because two hours of me, two hours of you, right? Yeah. And then all the people that are going to be there, you meet them, make a friend, make a referral partner, who knows? So please go to our website and check that out. It's we know going to be, be a lot of fun. We're going to be talking about how to maintain, set, and achieve, excel your goals. So make sure that you join us on Friday the 13th. <laughs> and if you, if you haven't set your goals... Just so you know, uh, we don't judge people. We may mock you a little bit, have fun, because we expect you to mock us back a little bit. So, But we never judge because life happens to everybody. So this episode is going to be about qualities of a good business partner. We've had Nikki Crow on here. Her and her husband are in full partnership, but we all know who runs that. We had Alicia Gerardo. Mm-hmm. Uh, who owns her Pura Vita. Yeah, Pura Vita Yoga Studio. Her fiance, Cameron, is a driving force for her. I don't believe he's involved he's in He's not it, involved in the day-to-day but operations. But he's the silent partner. She bounces ideas off of him. He's the one that got her, convinced her that, you know, you're ready to go, right? She said, yeah, yeah. I do. So there's all kinds of partners. There's unofficial partners, official partners, paperwork partners, spouses. So we want to talk about the qualities you want in a good business partner. Because I think if you have enough friends that are small business owners, you'll find one that just had a horrible, horrible run with a bad partner. So we're going to try to help you out on some things. So number one, a good communicator. 
one of the things as I was reading up on this was you can't over communicate. And I think you and I agree on that 100%. Yeah. The the way that I describe it is when you are first getting to know somebody, it's like dating. And when you're dating somebody, you're in that honeymoon phase where you're asking each other a ton of questions and you can't, you know, wait to talk to each other and you want to get to know each other more. And you're always texting and calling and FaceTiming and you're in that warm fuzzy and you're always communicating and things are so great. And when that communication starts to teeter off, that's when miscommunications can begin to happen. People are confused. So... When you're working with your business partner, it's really important that you maintain good communication with them. My preference is always to be over-communicated yes. to versus under-communicated. So I would never be annoyed at someone if they sent me a text message to ask if I received an email. Mm -hmm. That kind of stuff makes my little heart flutter because I believe in over-communication and it mm -hmm. just makes things so much smoother. When I, in previous lives, when I was managing people and running, a, I ran three different facilities, I would always tell my folks, I'd rather you ask me the same question twice than not ask it at all, but let's not ask it seven times because then there's an issue. But I'm with you. A lot of times the text from me or the email from me is just to confirm because we're both going in different directions. Maybe we haven't talked about that point since Monday, and it's Thursday now, and it it involves something happening on Saturday, just to confirm, like, 10 a.m. Saturday, this location, right? So yep. a lot of times that's what I'm for, just to make sure that, okay. And there are a lot of people that just don't like talking, but this isn't talking. This is communicating facts and locations and theories and practices and plans. And also being able to clearly communicate your ideas. And when you're in a partnership with somebody, a lot of times you're brainstorming, you're coming up with new things, and it's really easy to have one of your ideas be dismissed if you're not you know, getting that point across to your partner in a great manner. I think back to when you kept telling me that you wanted to have these um, morning breakfast mm -hmm. meetings and you were communicating very well to me and I was just putting up a cock block and was like, nope, nope. Sh -sh -sh -sh. But eventually you got through to me mm -hmm. and I can't even remember what the trigger was, but you said something and it resonated with me, and I was like, oh. Oh, I know what it was. What I was told it? you I would put most of the shell of it together, and you would, you're would. you great at fine-tuning. Uh, you could do the proposal from start to finish, no doubt about that. But where your strength, where we get together so well is I can, if we have an event, because you have a realtor life and a coaching life, and right now I just have a coaching life and kind of a B&I life. So I would, I told you, I would put most of the shell together. We agreed on the topics. I said, you know what, I put most of the shell together and you could put the Trinity touch on it. And you said, oh, that's all I have to do. Yeah. And I said, yeah, you went, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. And now I'm excited about it. But we that's where have we have it on the calendar. We have topics. We so do, yeah. We're, I'm excited about yeah. it. And we'll have an announcement next week on that. That came from communicating with each other. Uh, and it just, you, you have to do that in order to understand who's doing what, who's thinking what. And when you and I first started this, we run into each other. We know we see each other every Thursday at our BNI meeting. 
And generally, other than taping these podcasts, there's a third time we'll usually see each other each week. No guarantee, but on average, we usually do. But you and I figured out a while back that we have to schedule a work time each week for us. One day, one week it could be Tuesday, the next week it could be Friday. It didn't matter, but we needed that for each other to be on the same page, brainstorm ideas. Hey, where are we? Do we need to go this route, that route? But that's what we learned just kind of talking through everything. We just kind of like, okay, we need to meet once a week for sure. One of the biggest elements of being a good communicator is not being afraid of conflict. <laughs> and one of my tips is to have the conversation about how you're going to handle conflict before it comes about. Scott and I actually did this on the cruise. He's my life partner. He's my life partner. And we were shocked at how many people on this cruise ship were bickering with their significant other. I mean, come on people, you're on a freaking cruise ship and you're going to (laughs) be snapping at each other and bickering and fighting and yelling. And I was just like, good Lord. But we looked at that and I said, baby, I don't anticipate us having any sort of miscommunication or any reason we're in paradise. I don't see any reason why we would get in a, in a tiff. I was like, but just in case let's have a code word. Let's make sure that we nip it in the bud before it gets to the point where you're slamming a beer down and stomping off. Like, cause that's actually something that we saw happen on the cruise. A woman came over, slammed her beer down, yelled at her husband, stomped off. And before you knew it, he's stomping off. And I was like, man, these are grown ass people. But this can also happen in a business relationship, too. And you don't want to be the person slamming your beer down, stomping off. So our code word was you're being an asshole. That's a solid code word. There's no room for misinterpretation. Was it used at all? No, we did. We did great. We never had an opportunity to use it. But I think because we talked about the fact that there could be conflict Mm -hmm. on this trip, you're living in a teeny tiny space together. You're with each other 24 seven. You're seeing each other. I mean, there was no getting away from each other (laughs) on the ship. We're on a cruise ship in a small room together. 24-7, so I can see how if you have been with someone for that long, it can start to get annoying. So, But my tip is have that conversation with your business partner up front. Find out how you're going to handle conflict before it arises. Maybe it's a code word. Maybe it's, you know, a a conversation around how you're going to handle that conflict and let each other know that that conflict's starting to happen because then you can nip it in the bud and it doesn't turn into something where it becomes passive aggressive. So two questions. One, we'll get my recommendation for a password in a second, but my only question was, what did the husband do? Not Scott, but the other husbands oh, on the ship. Why they, the couples were. The look <laughs> on his face, because she was mad because he had come uh, left her. She was picking up beers from the bar, and he came over and sat at a table, and we were chit-chatting. Okay. And she didn't. he didn't tell her where which table he was going to sit at. Uh, I mean, come on, people. This is not, yeah. like, life-altering. And she came over and slammed that beer down and was like, you didn't tell me where you're going to be. And, oh, my gosh, look on his face. He grabbed that beer and stomped off, and she stomped off after him. And Scott and I were just sitting there like, 
you know, it's like watching your parents fight. It was so awkward. That was the icing on the cake from something else. That was, yes. she couldn't, that you, there, you would think that that was not the one would thing hope, to set her off. But yeah. we saw multiple people bickering and fighting and we just made it a point knowing that, hey, we're in close proximity. Yeah. We're good. Let's talk about it up front. So setting clear upfront expectations with your business partner is vitally important. We have two options of code words. We either use Walmart or reticular activator, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, by the way, came up at a and on meeting today. Guy actually used it. I'm like, did it? Props oh, to you, dude. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So I we'll think talk I that, think yeah. our code word should definitely be Walmart. I agree. Absolutely, <laughs> should be Walmart. And if you missed that episode about what you should wear on Saturdays at two o'clock in Walmart, and if somebody sees you tough, you need to check on that. So that's yeah. pretty good. Two more that kind of go together are the shared visions. And are you, do you have the same motivation and passion? If you're not moving at the same speed, that's a problem or that could be a problem. And if you both are, which I think we are, we know what we want. We know where we want to get to. And that's, I think we, and we decided that early as we started talking, it just kind of came out. It's like, Oh, I want to do that too. And, but so we're, we're both on the same course at the same speed. That's why I feel good about us. We are on the same ship heading in the same direction, which is fantastic. (laughs) But one of my next tips for that is you have to sometimes make course corrections because there's definitely times that we can be distracted by things that are big and shiny (laughs) as in any business. Um, Going back to my favorite book, um, Good to Great, Mm got to make sure that you know your hedgehog. If you have not read that book, you definitely should go pick up a copy. It is vital for any small business owner to read that book, make it your holy Bible for business. Getting off track on your shared vision and goals can really start to deteriorate your relationship. Because if one partner thinks something is supposed to be happening in a certain way and the other partner starts doing something that's in direct opposition to it, you're screwed. You're going to wind up with them conflict again and somebody's going to be unhappy and now you're not working towards the same shared vision. I also think that um, having somebody whose energy level and that's going to work at the same pace as you is really important and somebody that's just as excited as you are. Um, Mike and I can sit down and talk about our business for hours. We love it. Like it, it in thralls us. It doesn't even feel like work. It's mm. it's fun. We love meeting with our clients. We love helping our clients. We love planning for our seminars. We like coming up with the content. So all of those things make it a lot more fun when we can do it together in partnership. Yep. And there's with us, in some relationships, you can have some people do one thing more than others but you could, like you and I could not survive doing a two-hour presentation if only one of us wanted to talk. No. That just wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Now, if one of us writes more than the other, that's one thing, because that's behind the scenes. No big yeah. deal. You can work on that. But those are the things you need to make sure you both want to do. So if one just wants to sell and one's just one just wants to do the books and payroll and insurance and all that, that's wonderful as well. But if you're not focused on the same thing at the end of the day, that's going to be a problem. And again, I think that's where you and I fit well is, well, we both like to talk. So that's always a good thing. <laughs> and we like to help. And that's in, in thinking about this the other day, when I was looking through this, 
that what you mentioned earlier, why you and I, I think one of the reasons we get along is we both just want to help. We meet people. We feel like we can help them uh, on a scale of whatever. Let them decide that. But we feel like we can help, and that's kind of what keeps us going. Good problem solver. Here's why we're a good problem solver, because Trinity loves her whiteboard. <laughs> When we meet with clients, there better be a whiteboard somewhere because when, and she keeps telling the clients this, if you write it down, something's going to jump out at you. It is. And you can just, you can think better when you see the words. There is something to be said about knowing that your partner in business is able to contribute to whatever it is that you're facing because no matter what stage you're at in your business there's going to be problems and issues that arise that's just the nature of being in business when you're first getting started it might be getting clients then it's okay how do we handle all these clients Mm -hmm. then it's um how do we manage our employees and staff and then it's you know how do we manage the conflict between our employees and staff so there's always going to be things and that next level that you're facing and having a good problem solver on your team that can think and come to both logical conclusions and also that has good intuition is absolutely vital in a strong business partnership. Yep. And going back to an earlier point of being on the same page and working together. And also, are you just wired to get wired the same way as people? Or one of my BNI chapters, Business Networking International, if you're not familiar with it, and Trinity and I are in the same chapter. I'm also consulting de- director for three other chapters. I picked up a new chapter today, and the commercial insurance guy was giving his 10 minute talk. And one of the things I was talking to him about afterwards. He finished up his talk on workers' comp, which you have to have. And we're talking about businesses. Most businesses are underinsured, and you get brought into lawsuits when you're not properly insured. If you're properly insured, they're not going to bring in usually. So we're talking about that. And then Dan and I were talking about afterwards when my brother and I used to own a commercial cleaning company. We did not treat our employees as 1099s because we told them where to go and what to do and what to bring and how to do it. Once you do that, they're an employee. And I was telling him that I have a couple friends that have residential cleaning service type businesses, and they treated their people as 1099s. Like, you can't do that. So you have to be on the same page, even for little things like that. How are we, who are we going to hire? How are we going to hire them? What are we going to call them? What's the structure going to be set up? So even little things like that, you got to be on the same page. One of the questions that you can ask your business partner, um, if you're thinking about going into a partnership with them, or if you are already in a partnership, good partners are also great problem solvers and being a good problem solver means getting to the root cause of an issue not just sticking a band-aid on it and this can be really really tough because again i feel like the word of the day is conflict (laughs) (laughs) how to avoid conflict because um you if you're avoiding conflict then you're not fixing the root cause of the of the situation Um, One of my favorite things to do is called Kaizen. Are you familiar with Kaizen? Mm, I think you've mentioned that before. So Kaizen is a Japanese philosophy um, of continuous improvement, and you can apply it to anything that you're doing. You can apply it to business. You can apply it to your personal life. And 
I highly, highly, highly recommend that if you and your business partner have not yet um, read some books and and studied the principles of Kaizen, that you go ahead and do that because that helps you to become a better problem solver and to really peel back the layers of that onion and get to the root cause of what's happening versus just charging ahead, sticking a Band-Aid on something, you might not even know that you're sticking a Band-Aid on it or that you're creating a bigger issue. We were working with one of our clients probably about three weeks, maybe four weeks ago, talking about networking. And one of the systems we're putting into place with them was to do more networking so we could see how it would work to replicate that for another position. And Trinity was talking with uh, our client, and it took about six questions, same subject matter, but phrased a little different, you know, nibbling around the edges, for them to finally admit they just hate networking, and then they finally told us why. And that was important, and I, I felt that was a huge uh, step forward for all of us in understanding why they didn't like doing that. And then we're able to fix that problem. Yeah. And that is being persistent. Mm-hmm. It's asking when we ask one of our clients a question or ask ourselves a question as a business owner, our gut answer is typically not the real answer. And that's why you have to keep asking questions and peel back those layers. You as a business owner, everybody listening, you as a business owner, you got to be honest with yourself. I am not good with details. I'm just not. I struggle with them. Some of them I'm pretty good at. Others I'm not. I'm the let's meet, let's brainstorm, let's talk, the, the creative type. So I always excel. When I ran facilities, I was always successful because I had somebody that handled that for me, be it an admin, an assistant manager, something like that. That was the agreement we came to on what everybody's role was. But until I realized that and addressed it, I kept thinking, oh, yeah, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. And, you know, things dropped uh, through the cracks and it made a big difference once I figured it out. So you as a business owner, you got to be honest with yourself. It doesn't make you a bad business owner. Doesn't make you a bad person. Doesn't make you anything. It's just you addressing who you are. Everybody's got different DNA. And that's a cool thing because if we were all the same, that'd be boring as all get out, but you got to be honest. And our client was that day and it made a big difference for all of us. Heck yeah, it did. I'm proud of them too. You know, when I was sitting here thinking about the qualities of a good business partner, and of course, being good looking is high up there on the list, which is why I picked Mike. And, but in addition to his striking, handsome, good looks, we're, we're kind of glossing over some of the things that are really important that you, that you should know. So like, you know, somebody who's a subject matter expert, is an important thing for somebody to be that you're going into business with. I went into business with Mike because he has a strong background in speaking. He was a journal, not journalism, um, broadcasting Broadcasting, major. Um, He's great in front of people. He's great at presenting. So he had all these strengths and is a subject matter expert in running small businesses and selling small businesses. So that was really important. But All of those things would have meant absolutely jack shit if he didn't have these other qualities on top of that. My advice to people who are either in a partnership or thinking about getting in a partnership is 
don't just pick someone because they know what they're talking about. They have to have these other qualities that we're discussing in addition to being a subject matter expert. Because somebody could be really good at what they do and be a terrible business partner. My attraction other than Trinity's 28 years younger than me, and I remember those young frolicking days of no care in the world. We can stay out till 1 a.m. and show up at a 7.30 meeting and nobody would know that. Uh, was The first thing that jumped out at me was the energy. You and I both have the same energy level, which I love. I got I have... I have to do, when we do one-to-ones, I can't do them on the phone. I got to do them face-to-face because I need this energy. That's yep. what I live for. That's what keeps me going. The other thing was you had trained people, which I had not, officially. In jobs, I'd hire them and train them, but no official training. You had that. The other thing that I'm that has made me better is you love your systems and processes. I do. And I am okay with that. But it's made me better because now when I'm home at night or if I'm at uh, Panera's by myself and uh, working at my other office because they have the eight ninety nine coffee club each month, uh, small plug for Panera's, uh, I'm more aware of, okay, I want to do this. Like I'm in Toastmasters. And now I have some processes in place for using that to be a better speaker because of you. So that was the connection with me because I was getting something from you that I didn't have. But you got to have that in a partner because if you're both the same, if you're both outgoing and all you want to do is both sell, eh, there's going to be a void. Going to be a hard partnership. Other things that I look for as a quality and a good business partner are people who are incredibly self-confident, but yet also realistic about their downfalls. And I think this is where Mike and I do um, well in complimenting each other is that we are both very confident. We know what we know, but we also know what we don't know. And Mike is not afraid when I hand him a book to go read it and embrace it. I am not afraid to be told when I'm wrong, which I have uh, it on record twice. Yes. (laughs) 44 episodes in, I have it on record twice. I'm feeling good. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you know what? I am not perfect. (laughs) I would not want to work with you if you were, because I would try to be nuts. (laughs) Yes. And I think that knowing and being able to delegate to each other is really important. There are projects and things that as business partners, we work on together, knowing how to ask people to do something without being a dictator. Mm -hmm. Very, very important. There is a book that I absolutely love that covers that and it's the five dysfunctions of a team by patrick lencioni if you haven't read it again book number two first is good to great second book is the five dysfunctions of a team and the number two the so the second dysfunction is fear of conflict and if you are afraid of conflict you're gonna have a really hard time delegating and again conflict i feel like peewee's Peter Herman's Playhouse in here with the word conflict, conflict. How many times can Trinity say conflict in one podcast? The answer is a lot. So effective delegation, you have to be able to trust your business partner and let them do the work without doing too much checking in and control, but also knowing when to check in and have control. And that is a balance that you just have to get to know your, your partner and trust them. Like I trust um, that Mike's going to get done what he says when he's going to do it. That makes things run a lot smoother between the two of us. 
And I know now that you're back from your cruise, I got a list of things to hand oh, you once yes. we're done here. So you got to have the trust. You got to have the skill sets. And I think we do, and we're learning that. And one of the things we've learned, because we originally got into this to coach people, which we are doing and we enjoy doing. We're trying to go to grow that. But as we've learned each other and we've taken a look at the industry, we're like, you know what? Which you've done before. We can do some sales training. So we're working on that, and that's where your strength comes in because you can write that better than I can. So on your to-do list is you're writing some training yeah. for us, and I know that it's going to be done when we're ready to set the appointment to do it. Yeah, and and it makes it a whole lot more fun knowing that when that content is mm-hmm. delivered that I have a strong partner to deliver it with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when you and I talk all day, that is not a problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, which leads me to my next point, which is strong execution. When we partnered together, one of the things that uh, kept coming up when I was talking to other people about you, because I did a little research to find out who the heck is this Mike Manning fellow? Who's the that, old guy walking in Who the room? is this guy that everyone keeps telling me I need to meet and I need to be with and I need to talk to? And you just kept coming up and coming up. And I was like, oh my gosh, enough already, universe. Yes, I will go have a meeting with Mike and find out what this is all about. And you have a great reputation for being able to just get shit done. And I thought that that was awesome. So being able to execute on things and deliver the results that you promise is absolutely huge. Mike bagged another coaching client for us while I was away on vacation, which, hey, it feels good to come back from vacation and have some more clients. So thank you for that. Yeah, my my pleasure. Uh, That was a lot of fun. I thought of texting, and I thought, nah, she is on vacation. This can't wait because <laughs> it's not going to start for another week or so. The last one that I know that we get along so well, well with and we also want to learn is basically business and market awareness. What's it look like? What does the coaching industry look like? What does the market in the triangle look like? We know people. We've been reaching out to people. We picked up clients, but we're always learning understanding who we're looking for because we have different wheelhouses. We've talked about that before. I love the solopreneur, the startup guy, because that's what I've always been. And you trained at bigger levels. We meet in the middle, which is wonderful. So we can help anybody, but we're learning that just continuing to research who do we want and basically where do we find them? Yeah. And knowing that knowing where our strengths are has really helped us with um, our prospecting efforts, which is huge. But also if you see some red flags, then my recommendation is do not go into a relationship with that person because if they're exhibiting red flags right out the gate, if they are not being a good communicator, if they are taking too long to get back to you, if they're not following through on the things that they say they're going to do, if you don't feel like you're on the same page wavelength with your goals, then run. Don't get into a partnership with somebody that you're not completely comfortable with because you're going to wind up coming to us Mm. and asking us to help you fix it. And some relationships just can't be fixed. You can't fix stupid. Those traits will grow. (laughs) Yeah. Exponentially. Just going back to Trinity's point earlier. It's like dating. If the guy always shows up not tucked in and not pressed on his clothes, it's going to get worse. And if the girl's always late, it's just going to get worse. So there's your red flag. So if you see it early, folks, 
Best advice my brother ever gave me, don't love something that doesn't love you back. And if the business partner or the business doesn't love you back, meaning are the numbers not correct or the personality's not right, just run. There will be another one. There yep. will be another one. So, so we hope you learned something from qualities of a good business partner. If you have some stories on how you and your partner got along, you can send us a note at uh, info at wiredtochange.com. If you have some stories about how you and your partner <laughs> didn't get along, we'd love to hear those too. And you don't have to put their name in if you didn't get along, if you don't want to. But if you do, hey, we're, we're, all, we're game for that. So, But we, uh, we appreciate uh, all the support. If you will rate, review, and subscribe so we can help grow our numbers. We will see you next time on our Wired to Change podcast.